0: Are you seeking guidance in life? Need a comforting voice to guide you through the ups and downs? Look no further. Introducing Petals of Support, the heartfelt podcast where life advice blossoms, hosted by the incredible Mama D. Hello, dear listeners. Mama D here, ready to share my wisdom and offer a listening ear. Life can
1: be tough, but remember, you're never alone. On Petals of Support, I'll be your
0: virtual mom, providing guidance and support when you need it most. Mama D's wisdom has been cultivated through years of experience and love. Her soothing words will melt away your worries and empower you to conquer life's challenges. From navigating relationships to finding your true purpose, Mama D is here to help.
1: Join me each week as we explore topics close to your heart. From self-care and personal growth to parenting and finding inner peace, we'll embrace every aspect of life's journey together. Let my voice wrap around you like a
0: warm hug, reminding you that you are capable, loved, and cherished. Tune in to Petals of Support and let Mama D's motherly advice and encouragement nurture your soul. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform and embark on a transformative journey filled with love, support, and the wisdom only a mother can provide. Remember,
1: my dear petals, you are stronger than you know. Together, we'll navigate life's garden, one bloom at a time. I'm Mama D, and this is Petals of Support. Let's grow, learn, and flourish together.
0: Petals of Support, the podcast that embraces you like a mother's love. Subscribe now and let Mama D guide you on your beautiful journey.
2: And, and we're and witches, witches talking tarot. We are the weirdest. People. I get song like a Santa, Santa snubble. Flip the switch and let the cauldron bubble. Sam. Wow. Hey everybody, I'm Amber. Hey, and I'm Maddie. And I'm we're here. witches <laughs> talking tarot. And today we are talking about guardian angels. We're talking about where it comes from, our own thoughts on it, and this is just going to be a really fun free-form
1: episode that I'm very excited to talk I'm about. I'm excited to so talk about our own experiences, too. I'm excited to talk about it because Guardian Angels was something that was discussed often in my family, often, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. in my family, at least, I don't speak for everyone, I think Guardian Angels was... The ancestors. I mean, I remember growing up Well, that up, is what I think mine are. Well that well, I remember growing up and my mom and my grandma would say, Oh, great grandma's watching over you now as your guardian angel. And it never clicked to me. That's, that's... ancestral. Like that yeah. is that is the ancestors watching <laughs> over you, whether you call them guardian angels or not.
2: Yeah, as somebody that's on an ancestral path, like I as a child and now believe that mm-hmm. my Guardian angels. Like, I don't think of them as guardian angels. I literally think the ancestors are protecting me. But it's what somebody else would definitely call a guardian angel, most definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I've had so many situations that (sighs) they've saved me from. Like, seriously. And we'll get into that later. But, like, I believe it's ancestral as well. But I also. Am I going to go into this? Okay, yeah. So if the first beings were the gods and the goddesses and they are our ancestors right they are our original ancestors because they're the beginning of everything and mokash is the mother of my mother of my mother of my mother and therefore my my ultimate ancestor right and your guardian angels that watch over you are your ancestors but our ancestors are magical peoples, then it also makes sense to me that your guardian angel could be something that someone would see as more of a magical creature than as a spirit, like an ancestor. Does that make sense? Did I get a little too crazy for everybody? It, it's a thought that's been brewing over months no, and months. I get you. Months I get you. Because, like, I've been thinking about, there's a lot of pantheons where, or not pantheons, but there's a lot of mythologies throughout the world where the first beings that started humanity were magical beings. And in some of these paths, like the Celtic path, they truly believe that the Fae are their ancestors, right? So that means not only are they ancestral spirits, but they are Fae or magical spirits. You know what I'm saying? And like the more I think about it and the more different mythologies have that thought process the more it makes sense to me that you know because like there's the ancient alien theory right that aliens seeded the planet and that they're like our gods right Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily believe that like I believe in aliens but I don't believe that aliens necessarily came down and made humans and and made us in their image and mm-hmm. all that stuff and that that we're misconstruing aliens for god right i don't believe that but like the whole these magical beings starting first and then making humanity and ultimately those magical beings are the ancestors of those humans like and there's multiple different paths that hold that belief there's i just believe there has to be some truth to it it has to make sense like or i mean it makes sense to me that there's got to be something more to that because like multiple different
1: paths hold that belief Um, right and you say that and i'm like okay so hold on for example like there's these things called the watchers the wakeful (laughs) ones Mm -hmm. a class of angels is that its own episode Is The Watchers its own episode? I don't know
2: enough to say if there's enough for its own episode or if it fits in here.
1: But, I mean, if the theory fits in here, it's it's discourse. I don't know. I don't know too much about The Watchers. That's why I'm like, maybe it would be its own episode. But I'm pretty sure it's like angels that fly around and watch over humanity. Whether they're good, whether they're bad, there's good ones, there's bad ones, there's rebellious ones, you know, that's why I'm like, (coughs) I wonder if that fits into this. Like, would some of the good angels
2: be what people misconstrue as guardian angels in that regard?
1: Is that kind of... So, okay, see, that's where I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm like, okay, why did I even bring them up? Because I really don't know much, but like... It's, but I mean, it makes sense because, like, so the, it says the Watchers became kids. Okay, so oh my God, the Watchers are the fucking angels that fucked women, yeah. that created the nymphom. So that makes sense. They so, were they were the original peeping toms. They were well, they were the uh, the guardian angels that were supposed to watch over humanity, right? And but they fell in love with them and they coveted what they had. Well, they so fucked they, them. Yeah. Well. That's what I mean. Yeah, they
2: coveted, they that, they coveted that humanity, and and that's where that came from, and every and what, in my no, no, you're right. So thing. I'm
1: like, so it's like, to me, it's like, would that be considered a guardian angel gone bad? Do you think there are guardian angels that have gone bad nowadays? So
2: one thing that I will say from the specific terminology of guardian angel, I don't think that there would be a bad one. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. from that specific terminology. Now, in doing this episode, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I as a person learned that um, people have different mental connotations for guardian angel, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because when Maddie and I were talking about this episode earlier today, she talked about everybody being assigned to guardian angel and Christianity. And, like, I personally have never associated guardian angels with Christianity or had the thought that everybody had a a guardian angel assigned. So, like, I hope that if you're somebody who had a different thought than either of those two trains of thinking, or either of those two trains of thinking, that, like, I want this episode to open your mind, too, because I've never thought about guardian angels differently than the way I think about them. But I don't associate them with religion, and I don't necessarily believe that everyone has a guardian angel or
1: that everyone is assigned a guardian angel. So I think you and I have two very different co- different view- views on guardian mm-hmm. angels, and I mm-hmm. think my, my uh, upbringing has a lot to do with that. Um, I never considered a guardian angel anything other than a Christian uh, thing. You know, I always just there's guardian angels and then there's the ancestors. For me, guardian angels are hand in hand with Christianity because I was raised in a Christian home. And when my my family would talk about them, it would be, "Oh, your guardian angels watching out for you. Your mm-hmm. are their guardian angels watching out for them."
0: Yeah. Great grandma yep, passed
1: mom. away. Oh yeah. uh, well, she's gonna be your guardian angel now. Like, and it was mm-hmm. just blah blah. Like it was yeah. it, so well, Christianity I mean, and it guardian
2: angels. It was talked about in the same way in my household, like all those same things, mm-hmm. like that was talked about in the same way. But I never made the, I never associated it with Christianity outside of Christianity has angels and guardian angels. are I angels. think it's
1: the term angels, then, like that that get that's why people like associate guardian angels with Christianity. Yeah, as often I just as they find do it because of the term.
2: I just find it interesting because. If you don't think about something in a different way, you've never thought about it that way. You know what I mean? And I'd never thought about it from a standpoint of being associated with Christianity or the religion of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I'd never thought about it where, like, everybody had a guardian angel. Like, that was never
1: part of my thought process. So, you say you don't believe everybody has a guardian angel. Who gets a guardian angel and who decides? So,
2: almost like, you know, we, you talk about a witch's familiar picks mm-hmm, them, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that because, like, when I think about a guardian angel, I don't necessarily think of, like, an angel with wings, like, you know, that that mental depiction. I think of a benevolent spirit or benevolent entity in the ethers, right? Mm-hmm. Something that has the ability to... Do something beneficial or positive on your behalf, whether that is, you know, stop your car from having an accident or whether that is um, something, I mean, guardian angel, angels maybe do little stuff. I don't know, but I think they, they probably have a hand more in the bigger things like stopping your car from having an accident or, um, you know whatever we'll get into other like specifics later but like of stories of our own but like I believe that that entity whatever it may be like I said I've always thought of mine personally as my ancestors so like they were drawn to me succeeding because they're my ancestors they want me to succeed Mm -hmm. right um and if you think about things from an ancestral line then it makes sense of like human biology they want to see me succeed because that is their success as well because they are part of me you know so what I mean? would but I ahead. don't think anybody doesn't necessarily I don't think people like don't deserve them but like Ted Bundy probably doesn't have a guardian angel or like when he was alive I'd like to think that Ted Bundy didn't have a guardian angel but I don't think it's like a you deserve one or you don't deserve one I feel like it's if a spiritual entity is pulled to do those things for you, they do. That, that is how I've always thought of it.
1: I like the idea, and I think I fall under like my thought being maybe not everyone, but certain people, a guardian angel is assigned to them. Because when I think of, I'm going to get all weird now, but we're all part of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. When we're not in this body, what are we? A part of the universe. Mm-hmm. We are what some people might perceive as angels, yeah. you know? Right. Um, so those Beneficial who, entity in the ethos, Absolutely. Yes. So those who were brought to earth or chose to return to earth, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um to do good, to do light work, to do, and don't roll your eyes when I say light work, but you know what I mean, to, to, to help this world move on. I can see, um, a, a spirit or a guardian angel, if you will, or something on that other plane being assigned to kind of guide you along while you're in your, your human form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a partner, assigned, who the probably assignment. the universe, The universe as like it. I believe in an ultimate masculine energy and I believe in an ultimate feminine energy. I believe they are a god and a goddess. That's well, I believe in the god and goddess. I believe ultimately higher up, they're an ultimate masculine energy and an ultimate feminine energy. So I do believe in a god and goddess with my religion, so it'd probably be a god or a goddess. The god or goddess. Because like so you
2: say that and I'm like, because we are all the universe as without, so within, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you're out there, not in a body, you make connections just like you make connections in a body. And perhaps the reason that the things that are drawn (laughs) to you is because they're your friend that's out in the spirit world. And maybe it's their job to help you, or maybe
1: they just want to help you because of whatever um <clears throat> or maybe they reached nirvana or whatever they reached that enlightenment and so now they're helping people on their way yeah, yeah. On their and i mean either them. way like but it makes
2: sense that there's that connection that pulls mm-hmm. them because like i really do feel like there is a they choose to do it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so do you think everybody
1: gets a guardian angel under that belief system I want to say yes, because that's how I was raised. However, and it makes me sad to say no. So, yes and no. Two things can be true. Um, Yes quoting Amber (laughs) two things can be true. I don't want to officially say no because I, it makes me sad and that's how I was raised and I'm not ready to turn that down. That being said, I think people for certain have guardian angels are the ones that were sent here to do light work and to help humanity and to help humanity raise its vibrations. And I do think that they're more in tune with the spiritual world. Um, because we were either assigned if you want to believe in assigned or volunteered if you want to believe volunteered uh, to come back here to do that so i think it makes sense that someone would be on the other side helping you along yeah and i mean that does make sense to me
2: as well like again like i've always held the belief that it was my ancestors but i didn't think Everybody that Mm -hmm. had a guardian angel, that it was their ancestors, just that it was a beneficial spirit. And it makes sense to me that there would be that connection Mm -hmm. that you have come back from wherever to do good. And so something from that other side Mm -hmm. is helping you along the way. That makes perfect sense to me Mm -hmm. because, like, again... My ancestors have a vested interest in me mm-hmm. doing better, healing generational well, wounds, you mentioned- healing our family line, doing better for our family, making sure that my offspring know about their history mm-hmm. so that they can honor their ancestors mm-hmm. because that way they will still speak their names and the ancestors will still have that life that they have. You know what I mean? Well, you mentioned
1: um, uh, someone like mm-hmm. Ted Bundy, for example. Um so, do I think that... Yeah, I wasn't going to put you in that position of asking. No, no, that's yeah. okay. I, 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 it's a lot to think about. Well, because, um, like, I would like to think if Ted Bundy
2: or Jeffrey Dahmer or any of those kinds of people had a guardian angel, that was their little Jiminy Cricket who was like, Hey, guy, don't do that! But...
1: The thing is, we have free will on this.
2: Exactly. Minute. No, I know. So exactly. I think I like if, if they, they do, did have a
1: guardian angel, a if they did have a guardian angel, I am so sad for them, and I think that it would be an extremely sad time for them. Honestly, because I feel like you, that you, you mentioned, you well, mentioned because that because like, I like, feel
2: like a failure. Yes, if you, exa- couldn't,
1: <gasps> you couldn't. You could break oh through God. that evil. What if? What if the assignment? We're doing our part of enlightenment, and then the next step is to help other people do their part of mm-hmm. enlightenment. Oh, absolutely. So we fail all the time, right? It only makes sense that maybe they can't lead people to a certain enlightenment. That's their failure. They have yeah. to start that all over. That would That would be really sad. They have, yeah. to, they have a different assignment or a different... Now, what if
2: it's like... Think, put it in terms of our shitty, shitty, shitty... Uh, like systems here in america Uh what if it's like this caseworker gets the really bad cases so like this guardian angel not only did he get assigned to like uh ted bundy he also got assigned to the night stalker and he failed with both of them and like each time his boss is like what the fuck I, I'm sorry. You know, I am not making light of the crimes then, of these people. The thought process is about the Guardian Angels experience, guys. Please don't think
1: I'm a horrible person. Let's dive even deeper. Can I blow your mind for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, Amber and I had the discussion, I think it's season one, possibly, Maybe season two, do we think everybody has souls? Amber, I believe you said you don't think everybody has I souls. I believe that because of things
2: like Western medicine allowing uh life to happen that maybe wouldn't have otherwise
1: happened. And for we're not I reason, just want to do a disclaimer. That doesn't mean we think people should what?
2: be dead. Nope, you no, you know it's not. I'm just saying like this is part of my thought process, and mm-hmm. I'm just giving the whole thought process out there. And it's that the amount of human beings that are out there because if energy can neither be created nor destroyed then that means all the souls or entities that are here on earth are already here on earth whether they be in the the form of a blade of grass or a tree or a mushroom or a human being or a cat or a dog right so all of those souls were are like all of those bits of energy already existed right So, at what point do the living beings outpopulate the amount of spiritual energy available to inhabit them with the essence of a soul? And it's just a shower thought that has plagued me for
1: years. I just have to say, though, like personally, I believe that souls and the universe are infinite. So I don't imagine there's a way that we could run out of souls. Energy can neither be created
2: nor destroyed. Neither and I, be
1: created being. Okay, I get what you're saying now. Right? Like
2: cuz there comes a point now granted like with deforestation, like there's fewer trees, right? But like every single blade of grass and these horrible logs, But but it's
1: not just on earth. There are souls in the universe, and the universe is infinite, right? Or I mean, fair enough, but at well,
2: I don't know my belief on the universe being infinite.
1: What? That's another episode. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's another. Episode. Yeah, we haven't done a conspiracy <laughs> no, theory in a while.
2: I've been thinking about that. But, but my point, but like, my point in asking the question mm-hmm. is. If I was leave. just filling you in if you're a new listener. By the way, thanks for being a new
1: listener, guys. We appreciate you. But my point in asking the question for someone that doesn't necessarily believe everyone has souls, mm-hmm. do you think those without souls, for example, let's do Ted Bunny, the Night Stalker, they don't have guardian angels. If you don't have a soul, you don't have a guardian angel because why would you need one?
2: Well... I don't know.
1: It's, this is a tougher see. episode okay. than I thought it would be. Well,
2: this is as fun as I was hoping it would be. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I was, this is like, because other than my own experiences with guardian angels and my own thoughts on guardian angels, like, you can research and find other people's thought processes. Yeah. Like, oh, but that's research what I love. showed that guardian angels is a belief that's been around from pre-Christianity. Mm-hmm. We have believed in spiritual entities looking out for us since the beginning of time. Okay, that said, I like you say that and I go, but if this guy is the one, if this if this non gendered beneficial entity, because I'm sorry to call it a guy, maybe it's not a guy, but this beneficial entity, this theoretical beneficial entity that was assigned Ted Bundy and the Night Stalker, because He's the one, or they're the ones that get a difficult case given to them, right? And they're not able to prevent Ted Bundy from doing the horrible things that Ted Bundy did. And they're not able to prevent the Night Stalker from doing the horrible things that the Night Stalker did. And then they, they failed at their job and they have to go on. And, and they, they failed with the next kid. And then they failed with fucking what's his face from columbine i mean like he just he's he's not great at what he does but you know what maybe he is great at what he does because maybe there's a whole lot of empty shells out there that just went and got a factory job because this person was their guardian angel so here's my thought process like i've never thought about everybody having a guardian angel but then we had that little fake joke about it the guardian angel getting assigned the tough cases and i go what better use of a beneficial spiritual entity than to corral the empty shells that are roaming the earth that do not come predisposed with a conscience and a Jiminy Cricket of their own?
0: So here's, saying, here's me. like okay. That's just
2: a thought. like Because, like I said, when I was originally saying my thoughts, I didn't think Ted Bundy had a guardian angel. But now I'm like maybe somebody was trying to make him not be such a piece of shit.
1: So here's my thought process. Okay. Do I think everyone has a soul? Yes, I do. Simply because I think that the universe is infinite. I do. This is a whole other episode, but I just want to I just want to clarify that before I continue on. I also believe the universe, and when I say the universe, I mean everything, it's just easier to sum it up with the term universe, mm-hmm. is made of both dark and light, both good and bad. We have to have that yin and yang, or there is no balance. I do think there could be quote-unquote bad guardian angels, and I say that because we have to have good and we have to have But would that bad. be a good guardian. I angel. guess I would like, name
2: enable... it would it be something else that is the counter to a guardian angel like your own personal demon.
1: I guess it would because be more we of a demon. talk about our own personal right. demon. I guess a it lot. would be more of a demon because well, I the reason why I'm using the term guardian angel is because guardian angels protect us and and lead us and and help us go like keep us on our path, okay? So if someone's a demon or a bad guardian angel if you will, they're going to keep them on that bad path. Because well, they're going to keep straying them from the path they should be yes. on Too exactly. The so path. I guess but maybe not a guardian angel, yeah. maybe a demon. Your own personal demons. Like, yeah.
2: I mean, literally, like, we talk about having What if everybody gets demons?
1: one or the other? We're going cronk here from the emperor's motherfucking new groove. You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, the kids watch. They're the watching. Demons. I, I you got wishes. the demon on this fucking side. You got the angel on this side. And he's like, um... He's like, I'm going to lead you down the path of righteousness. And he's like, I'm going to lead you down the path that rocks. Because <laughs> he's like, look. Like,
2: it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> like an Evil day or an Army of Darkness where Ash, it's like, I'm bad. I'm good. You're good, Ash, and I'm bad.
1: Oh my god. Because he gets
2: like a second head. It's a weird thing. We but all anyway. have both. It's who we choose to listen right, to. Right. Because we have the dark wolf and the light wolf inside of us and whatever we feed. So whichever and that's why I said like you could have your own personal demon and a guardian angel, and literally that that imagery isn't coming from nowhere. nowhere. It's... it's it's the imagery of what people have already experienced in the past. And now a word from one of our fellow podcasters.
0: Hey man, what's your bacon? I think you gotta tell everybody what that means first. It's that extra side topping a main course in life that makes everything about your day even better. Whether it's movies, music, cooking, paranormal, video games, whatever it is that helps you unwind, maybe even get a little bit inspired. We talk to hot new bands. We are Felicity. And this is Bradley from Amorosa. TV personalities.
1: Hi, my name is Rachel Pizzolatto. Hi, my name is Patty Nickley. Wrestling
0: personalities. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I am Eric the chef. WWE all of Fame Godfather here. Actors. Mr. Sean Kanan, thank you for joining us. Hello podcasters. Emo Social Club. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Trader, Pretty much any like-minded creative across all facets of the entertainment industry. You can check out Bacon is My Podcast on all streaming platforms as well as the Strangerhood TV YouTube channel. New episodes drop in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Listen in when we find the answer to the question What's your bacon? What's your
2: bacon? I'm just saying, like, no, I think so. Because, like, we have the terminology of having a guardian angel, like your guardian angel, their guardian angel, my guardian angel, mm-hmm. but we also have the terminology of my demon. My personal demons are. So do
1: you think the guardian angel is fighting against the inner demons? Or do you think that they are working, not necessarily together, but side by side as we choose our own path? I don't think that I think either of those things.
2: I feel like the guardian angel would choose to completely ignore the demon. Uh Because by not acknowledging it, they are taking away power from it. Because if the guardian angel was working against the demon, mm-hmm. that would feed the demon. That would right. feed the demon power. Right. But by the guardian angel behaving as though the demon does not exist and just trying to make you stay on your righteous path, then it it not only helps encourage you to take your righteous path, but okay, it hold on, pause. diminishes power from the demon.
1: We got the... the... <laughs> I know. I I would love that to be a thumbnail. I'm like, like, but no, seriously, like literally, because like I'm over here, like, oh my god, we went into a complete fucking circle, and we came back around with an angel and a fucking demon, and it's like, I I think it makes sense completely because it makes me feel like there are people who fight against their demons so hard and you they know do. they're fighting so hard and they're your...
2: losing the battle and it's because by fighting the demon they're feeding the demon because they're they're giving it energy when really if you're just you're not fighting the demon but you just make different choices to get back on the right path i feel like wow. we're having a pit. i know i'm mm. like
1: and we sip Cause straight up, like, wow. I feel like that, I knew this was
2: gonna be a great conversation, but I had no idea.
1: I know, and it's so great, like you said, hearing two different, like yes. two different sides, because I feel like. You say your side, I say my side, and then somehow it just like because like we're able. If you don't
2: think about it, Mm -hmm. you're never gonna think about it, and Mm -hmm. that's what I love about our show is you have a different point of view and I have a different point of view, Mm -hmm. and we're able to share them openly and discuss Mm -hmm. it. And you change my mind on things, not because you're uh, trying to change my mind, because my mind. Yeah, but you're just showing me a different point of view that I've never seen because. I'm me, and I see things
1: from my lens. And
2: I hope that we can do the same yes. to you guys. Our and if listeners. you comment, you might do the same for these witches.
1: Exactly. If you're watching on YouTube, you should totally like and subscribe. Yep. you like that I was subtle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, if this was a really interesting yeah, it's conversation. it's very enlightening, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I need to start taking notes, but I feel like it would be so shitty for our YouTube. We need yeah. to have somebody sitting there with the laptop. Oh, like manifest it. One day we'll have a phone right, like
2: assistant, like they do
1: at the. You um, have a
2: nice big cushy armchair to sit in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the um, at court where they're like this stenographers. Yes, yes, yes. and I, we're and like laughing
2: a stenographer, they're... and you listen to us. There's <laughs> like a pause.
1: <laughs> yeah, i would love that but also so when you nit- both
2: forget a word and the stenographer is just wanting to type it they know what the word is right? they're just waiting for one of us to get it right
1: <laughs> i love it that would well seriously though because i feel like if i take physical mm. notes as we're you know recording it's gonna fuck up the youtube but like mm. i just there, are, there have been many conversations where I'm like, I gotta write that shit down yeah. and I feel like this is one of them.
2: That's why in the, the series where we did the three episodes in the same night, we recorded on Glamour Magic, Mirror Magic, and whatever and I said, intention is seven tenths of the law. And then I kept fucking saying it because I was terrified I was going to forget it. Mm-hmm. But it made so much sense to me in the moment. And I even went and posted it on Facebook later. Yeah, I saw it. And, like, yeah, and I've said it a couple of more times just to like remember it because intention is seven tenths of a lot it's a lot of it it's not everything but it's a lot of it um I don't know so like have you had experiences where you feel like you had a guardian angel or a personal guardian looking out for you two
1: times in my life and I've told you both about or I've told you about both of them yeah one I was pregnant with my son Theodore, it was 3 in the morning, my husband and I were going to IHOP because I was pregnant with my son and I wanted IHOP at 3 in the morning. It started sleeting Mm. on the way there and my husband lost control of the car and we went almost over the bridge. One of the tires was hanging out over the, the edge of the cliff bridge thing. Mm-hmm. If we had fallen, there's no mm-hmm. way we would have survived. Absolutely. I mean, this was an actual cliff. This mm-hmm. was an actual lake. Right. Yeah. Um, not a little hill. Right. Yeah. Um, I am still shocked that happened. I called my mom at 3 in the morning. Theodore was kicking like crazy. And I was like, I almost fucking died. I almost fucking died. And she goes, near-death experiences are the worst. Yeah. And then. They the fucking are. So I had to have had a guardian angel saving me and my Right. Yeah. Second time was when I was almost kidnapped and raped. Uh, raped. sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh it was the 4th of July. I was walking home from work. or had just worked a double because my husband worked anyway. Why not? And two cars stopped and asked if I wanted a ride. Mm-hmm. One of them was a biker guy. The other one was... A younger man who said, yeah, me and my family will give you a ride. I get in the car because I'm a stupid ass. I'm so dumb. I still can't believe it. Don't did. hitchhike, guys. I don't, have a similar story don't, coming up. Don't. Anyway, um, get in his car. Guess what? There's no family.
2: Which There's Maddie was not hitchhiking, for the record. I was just telling you guys not to hitchhike. Sorry.
1: There's no family in the car. And I'm confused because he was talking about, we're good people. We'll give you a ride um sorry i was not shushing maddie guys (laughs) (laughs) so i'm sitting there and i'm like trying to um how am i gonna get out of this situation because as we're going up the hill to my house this motherfucker is like what are you gonna give me for giving you a ride i was like a nothing he's like yeah you are and i'm like okay, stop, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car. He's not stopping the car. I'm like, I'm going to have to unlock the car and duck, tuck and roll. That was my plan. No. The only reason he stopped is because someone put uh, lit one of those... Fireworks that flashes. I hate those. Yeah. You know, terrify me when I'm yeah. driving. Yes. But... Um, well, terrified this guy because mm-hmm. he was like, oh shit, is that the police? Because it was flashing lights. Right. Uh-huh. I unlocked the door, jumped out of the car, and ran into my house and locked my door. And it was so terrifying. And I just wonder what would have happened if that person did not light that firework. Yep. it was the perfect time, and there is no coincidence. And no, it was oh. the one and only time, like the perfect time, because uh, I was almost kidnapped. I was almost raped. I was at the very least almost raped by a stranger because I got into the car with a stranger. And someone had to have been watching out. Oh huh. my God! Just thinking yeah. about it makes nope. me sick and gives
2: me chills. No, I understand those those things are so scary because, like, I have four situations where I'm like sure mm-hmm. that that was a guardian angel stepping in. I have two where I'm not sure. So I'm gonna share. So. I have a very similar story with the car one, but eh, I don't know if it's better or worse. So, and this is where I'm like, was it a guardian angel situation or was it these adults were teaching teenagers a lesson? I'm not sure. So my friends and I were dumbasses and we had left the party we were supposed to be at, went to a different party got stranded in a different state across the bridge from where we were supposed to be in Louisville. And we were trying to get back across the bridge from Indiana back to Louisville. And um, I memorized numbers really easily. So I memorized the number of the cab company that had brought us over. And we called them. But it was after midnight at that point, and they were closed. So we're trying to, like... Find some number for another cab company because we're like, cab companies closed at midnight? That sounds crazy. That doesn't sound real. And we're about to approach this car with two teenage guys and ask them for a ride. When these two, like 30 something year old hillbilly looking motherfuckers, are like, You girls need a ride? And we needed a ride. We were in a completely different state from where we were supposed to be. I didn't even live in Louisville anymore. Like, I was at a hotel with my family. I was there for my brother's graduation. We were supposed to be at the party that was for the graduation. And we were like, you know how teenagers Mm. quibble with other teenagers. So we got all pissy and we left with these guys we met and went to another party. And that was a bad idea. If we have any teenagers who are listening to us. Learn from Amber. Don't be like Amber. Um, <laughs> so we got in the car with the guys, and they proceeded to just drive all over. Like they drove all over. Like we, you talk about being afraid of being kidnapped and raped. We were convinced. Like we actually had a plan. We had our arms linked together, and one of the the one by the door had her hand on the door handle, and we were just waiting for them to slow down enough. That was all we were waiting for. And it's like they knew that because they never did. Like, they took the turns really fast. They didn't stop for lights. They It took them, like, two to three hours to get us to where we were going. We were just going across the bridge. If anybody knows Indiana to Louisville, like, it's ten minutes to get from where we were to where we needed to be. Like, oh we were legitimately terrified. They went through a drive through liquor store with us in the back and then they were like you guys want some alcohol we were like no, we just want to get home. We're going to be in so much trouble. Oh. And they were like, it's okay. We'll find it eventually. And they drove us around for like three fucking hours before we got somewhere where we knew where we
1: were and we jumped out of the car. <laughs> like we,
2: we, it's so we literally scary. tucked and rolled. It's so like,
1: scary because literally the number one thing that they say is don't get in a car with someone so because warm. if they move you from one place to another, you are likely to be killed. Like, oh my god, does it make yeah. you sick? It does. It like, makes no, me
2: sick. Like when I I say all the time, and I don't know how often I say it to you, but around my house I talk about like I should be dead. Like mm-hmm. it's a miracle I survived my teen years. Like I'm not even going into all that's just one of it's one of the worst, but like something had to be protecting us. Mm-hmm. Like That or those men saw teenage girls that were about to hitchhike and decided to teach us a lesson because they had kids of their own at home and so they knew they were going to keep us safe, but they were going to teach us a lesson, which as an adult, I've had that thought, but as a kid, I never, like until like the past five years is the first time I had that thought that maybe these were adults trying to teach us a lesson. I don't know what the truth is there, but if they weren't, well, even if they were adults trying to teach us a lesson. I still believe that that was a guardian angel moment. And I'll get to the further theory there later. But so absolutely my two that I'm going to share that I know for sure, like 100%, like something saved me. Something saved me. When my family was moving from Hutchinson, Kansas to uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, we were driving in the middle of the night. We were caravanning. My husband was driving the U-Haul with the pets in it. My mother was driving her car with my oldest daughter in it. And I was driving my minivan with my middle daughter in it. And my middle daughter was 15 to 20 months old at this point. Okay. Um, And so it was just me and the kid that you hear that door. It was this child and we were in the car together and we were driving, it was the middle of the night, it was pitch black out, it was like three in the morning, and we're headed down the highway, Uh, we had just gotten into Arkansas, there's a lot of hills, and we were on a road where there is no shoulder and the sides just go straight down, right? And I was reaching over to do something for my infant child, or toddler child, whatever, and I must have, you know, like, turned the steering wheel while I was moving my body. And the next thing I know, my minivan is careening down the side of this Oh, I'm getting the anxiety.
1: Steep,
2: yeah, no, it was terrifying. Like, and when I say steep, guys, like, I'm talking, like, more than 20 feet steep. Like, it was so steep that I was going down for a couple seconds before I jerked my steering wheel back because I'm, like... 20 years old, uh, maybe 21, I guess I was 21, I was 21 years old, and I just didn't know what else to do, because I'm like, we're going to die, and so I turn the wheel, and we get back up onto the road, and I don't know how, because I've seen that now in the daylight, you know, since that happened, I don't know how my minivan
1: could get the traction
2: to get up back onto the road.
1: Did you know what was happening as it was happening? Or like were like, you out of it? Like when when I say out of it, I mean like were you just in shock that it had happened? I was just trying
2: not to kill my kid. Like that I that was lit I was like, please don't let me kill my child. Like, please don't let me kill my child. That that was because if, if we crash, she's she gonna die? Right. She, you know, she gonna die. Like this was a nineteen eighties minivan, like We weren't driving nothing fancy, you know. She's in an old school car seat, you know. This was, this was like 2005. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just terrified of killing my, literally terrified of killing my child. And there's no way my minivan, even at the time, I felt like something was picking my van up. Like, it didn't feel like the van was driving, if that makes sense. Like, I was, I had turned and was going up, but it felt like I was being lifted. Like, under no circumstance was this a normal situation ever. Like, immediately in the moment, like, because sometimes you come out of the moment and you're like, oh, that's weird. Like, that shouldn't have gone that way or, like, something helped me. No, this was in the moment. I was like, there's no way that this should be, like, the van should have flipped. We should have rolled down that embankment. It shouldn't have stayed upright at all. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
2: as steep as it was, it shouldn't have been driving down and me turn and go back. Like, that should never have possibly, like... The laws of physics would not allow for what actually happened. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. No, like, whenever I think about it, it terrifies me. And anytime I think about it, I drive so much safer for such a long time. Because, like, it's the scariest. And, like, it was my own fault. But then this next thing where I know something was protecting me, it was not my own fault. And I told you guys about it on the podcast in Season 1. This happened. Um, I was driving my Lincoln that I had just gotten.
1: Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, This one. I was driving my car. I had just gotten it a couple weeks before. I was driving down Old Highway 96 in Missouri, and an 18-wheeler's brake drum had broken while the 18-wheeler was driving, and pieces of the brake drum were in the road. The people on my side of the road, we were all swerving around the pieces of brake drum that were in the road because it would fuck a car up, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, oncoming traffic, because it's just a little two-lane highway, oncoming traffic, this uh, regular truck, not like an 18-wheeler truck, but just a pickup truck, he doesn't care because it's not going to fuck his car up. His car's big enough. So he drives right over the piece of uh, brake drum in his side of the road and just the way it happens his wheel goes right through the curve of the brake drum he drives over it it shoots that thing up in the air and it boomerangs so it it shoots behind him flips in the air and then comes directly into my lane of traffic
1: Fuck people who are not safe. Yes, fuck people who are
2: not safe. Don't be wilding it on the roads, motherfuckers. Like, some of us work out there. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Fucking, I almost, like, I literally almost died, guys. Like,
1: this 40-pound piece Amber's of metal. Amber's got to post pictures of the fucking car. Oh. When you told me that happened, I didn't believe it. I mean, I believed it, but you, you sent me pictures. I didn't understand. Yes, yeah. until I saw the picture. I know I'm not the only one that didn't understand. Right, my this... dad,
2: I was on the phone with my father. And he swears that I said something hit my windshield. I say something came through it. But like that thing flew. It scraped all the paint off the hood of my car, all the way down the metal. Like all the primer down and everything, to, fucking, down to metal. fucking metal. And it came. And when you look at where my car was, that thing should have come right through the window and hit me right in the face. Decapitated. It should have decapitated me. Yeah. It really should have. Mm. But instead, I sit slightly like this in my car seat. When I'm driving so I'm slightly to the side it came at an angle that per the trajectory of it scraping along and hitting the windshield it shouldn't have gotten at that angle but it came through just enough of an angle that it just barely missed my arm oh my God. and landed on my gear shift <sighs> terrifying. yeah I I did not have glass in my lungs I did not have glass in my mouth. I did not have glass in my eyes. That is a miracle.
1: No, it, the whole. I remember when it happened, and oh, I, I, I got—I literally like, got chilled instead. I, I remember yeah. when it happened, and I was in shock. I think everybody like, was because it's a big old fear. Of somebody like yeah, decap—you getting decapitated while right, driving, driving your fucking yeah. car because either something falls in from like a, one of those bridges or something is. Hits you. Oh oh my god. Yeah. Guys, I had one nick
2: from glass right by my cross tattoo. Oh, That's wow. It's on my arm. Wow.
1: I just made that connection. And with that, I have to say, what are you guys' opinions <clears throat> on that story? Yeah. On Either of our stories. <laughs> yeah, because, like... Do you have my, one you want to share in the right?
2: comments? Because, like, okay, so I've told you about the alligator in my pool, right? hmm When I was in Florida as a little kid, we had an alligator in the canal behind our house. That alligator one day came into my swimming pool. My brother and I were going to go swimming, and our dogs saved us. One dog barked like crazy when she was the chill dog. The dog that always wanted to be outside wanted to go inside. The more I think about that situation, the more I have wondered, did, because like my mom didn't want to get a dog, right? When we got Susan, the colleague, the one that saved me, because mm-hmm. if Susan hadn't been barking, I probably wouldn't have noticed Nikki being weird. Mm-hmm. I just would have jumped in the pool and I'd have at least one less limb, if not one less life here today. Um, but like. How far back does guardian angel work go is why I wanted to share that story. Like, do you think it's possible that it was made sure that that dog would be in my life so when I was in that situation, which was going to happen, if my family moved to Florida, like, you know, because I don't believe in in predestiny, and yet I do. I think there are some things that are going to happen. I think there, there are some things that are set in stone if you take this... Step on this path, this thing is going to happen no matter what. You know oh, what I, mean?
1: I don't, I definitely believe that everything happens for a reason, so yeah, I do. I think yeah. it goes all the way back
2: because I'm like,
1: because Susan was such a chill dog, she was
2: a collie, she was a um, uh, lassie dog, and she was super chill except when people were around water. That was the only time this dog was not super chill, was like when you were horsing around around water but nobody was horsing around it was just that gator was there and like again i just wonder like cuz i thought i think about that it it's not often that you go out to your swimming pool and there's a fucking gator in it so like that situation just comes into my head quite a bit um because i think like what are the odds right and then i think what are the odds that my dogs saved me and then i think what are the odds that we had a dog that saved me you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and so i i began to wonder like did something make sure that we had that dog?
1: I think so. You know what I, I, think I mean? Everything, so, yeah. like,
2: what, yeah, I wanna know, like Maddie said, what are you guys' stories? Like, do, what are your thoughts on guardian angels? Like, do you believe that bad people can have guardian angels? Uh, do you think that guardian angels can go bad? Mm hmm. Because maybe personal demons are guardian angels that gave the fuck up because they had too many Ted Bundys and Night Stalkers. Oh, I hate that. Oh, my God. It
1: just freaks me out. That's why I'm like, I hate that thought. No way. Don't go on that, please. I'm just saying, like,
2: I hope this episode has spurred on some conversations for you guys with your friends. Because I'm pretty sure we're going to keep talking about more and more as the weeks go on and we think about more stuff I'm sure. that this episode made us think of. Because until I thought about it, I never thought about it.
1: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, It's a good title for the episode. I
2: like that. I like
1: that. If you're watching <laughs> us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe, comment, comment and let us know about your angel experience. Absolutely.
2: Uh, definitely make sure that you find us on the X at Classiest Witches, because we are the classiest witches you know.
1: We're also on Instagram at witches Talking Tarot, and I want to give a shout out to Victoria. Death by DVD. Pam and Melissa. Thank
2: you patrons. We appreciate you. So, thanks, thanks for, for sitting with us with